0: Mobile is the future. Use it to power up your profits. Welcome to Mobile Power and Profit, presented by Rumble. Our show focuses on the latest news and information impacting mobile marketers, publishers, and technologists. We speak with the power players of mobile monetization. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Mobile Power and Profit, presented by Rumble. Please welcome our host, Wen Tu.
1: Welcome to Mobile Power & Profit, presented by Rumble, the ultimate platform to run your mobile business. This is Wen Tu, your host for Mobile Power and & Profit. And each week, we discuss a key aspect of the mobile industry with an experienced thought leader. Today, we're going to talk about social media and marketing strategies for mobile. Brett Relander is our guest for the day. Brett is the founder of Launch & Hustle, a champion for small businesses in the field of social media and mobile marketing. Brett also writes for the Huffington Post, entrepreneur.com, and socialmediatoday.com. Thank you for joining us, Brett.
2: My pleasure. Thank you for having me.
1: So, Brett, you've got quite a number of publications you're contributing to. Given all the advice you dish out on these sites, I'm interested to know, what do you think of social media and mobile today?
2: Well, I mean, it's changing fast. Um, you know the, the the landscape and really the consumer market and, and how people do business is is, is evolving quickly, mm-hmm. and you know in reality it's um, it's becoming a very remote space, right? So a mobile space where really your whether it's your your staff and your employees or it's your customers. Everybody's mobilized and everybody's kind of on the go and yeah. um, consuming consuming their content and communicating really through through mobile devices, whether that's via social media or other means.
1: So there seems to be so many social media apps out there from Instagram and Snapchat. And then there's recent sort of announcements about Meerkat and Periscope. How do you make sense of all these social media apps out there?
2: It's not always easy. I mean, there's, it's, it's moving very fast, like I said, and it, there's there's always so many things coming out. There's always new startups that kind of are, you know, getting some hy- hyped up, and you know, in most cases, they they don't make it mm-hmm. um, despite a, despite a lot of a lot of hype. Um, you know, Meerkat obviously has has had some issues with Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, after after a quick start, Periscope kind of jumped in there to take over, and you know, we're going to kind of see where that goes. I mean, there's there's some interesting things happening in in that in that Web RTC Web space. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's, it's moving pretty quickly. I'm actually involved as a co-founder in a startup for WebRTC and um, that kind of is a a solution that brings together content communication and commerce in a way that, you know, a lot of these other tools haven't, haven't yet. Um, It's called, it's actually called tribe media, but we haven't, we haven't even launched yet. Um, It's, it's, it's really shaping kind of how people are communicating and really the, what's happening with infrastructure and hosting and bandwidth and, and yeah. how those things are growing and evolving is really making the possibilities of how people can, can communicate through different media types yeah. um, much more much more available. So it's pretty exciting.
1: So as publishers or marketers out there, social media is something that. Seems so easy. Anyone can, you know, have a Facebook page. Anyone can have a Twitter handle. But at the same time, it seems so difficult and really coming about. If you really see social media as a source of traffic, how to really harness it? How would you sort of advise a small business of how they approach social media?
2: With social media and with any marketing um, campaign or, or promotion or initiative, you know, it's it's really about Goal setting, um, and then within that goal setting, kind of really determining what's you know what's the purpose of the channel, who's the target audience um, that you're trying to reach, where are those people.
0: Mm-hmm. and then
2: you know taking taking that as as an initial step of saying, okay well that means you know if I'm a women's brand you know it's gonna be more it's gonna be more um likely that I need to be on pinterest instagram facebook the more yeah. some of the some of the places that are more image heavy and have a audience that's more um a majority of women um yeah. But they have to know their audience well. They need to get fo- people need to get focused. It's easy to get um, spread very thin and think you have to be everywhere and be everything for everyone. Um, and ultimately, that strategy does not work. Yeah. Um, people need to get focused, and they need to just determine who they're trying to reach and what they're trying to do for them. What's what's their value proposition, and then they need to start providing that. I mean, ultimately, it comes down to what the consumer wants and what the consumer is telling you based on their behavior. So. It's um, you know, it kind of goes back to some of the growth hacking stuff, and um, you know, making sure that you're really measuring everything, and it's it's that build, measure, learn concept that mm-hmm. you know many people have read in the lean startup of, you know, you, you get out that MVP, that minimum viable product, you yep. begin to to capture data, you begin to see what people are doing, and you continue to iterate the your product or service so that it meets the needs of your consumer better and better over time.
1: Would you recommend then that as maybe a small business marketer that I should just focus on one platform, let's say the traditional Facebook, it's the biggest, it probably gives me the most data versus being distracted by all the new social media um, platforms out there?
2: Um, I I don't know that I would choose only one. I mean, that's kind of a a tough question to answer without a specific example of a a company. You know, I I don't know that I would go with Facebook as Mm -hmm. the one um, in fact, I would probably advise against it in most cases if it was going to be the one, just simply because of their, you know, organic reach algorithm being changed, and ultimately, you know, nobody sees your post now unless you're going to pay you know, to boost or to do advertising on mm-hmm. Facebook. So it's be- it's become a you know, it- it's become a bit of a, a negative for me on yeah. social media. Um, I'm not I'm not a huge fan these days because of those changes. Instagram, I think, has a lot of potential and a lot of, of benefit, and we're, we're seeing a lot of a lot of good movement with Instagram. Pinterest, um, you know, is is also good for certain uh, demographics, and yeah. um, you know, we've seen a lot of action from from Google Plus. But you know, for us, we get the most traffic. We t- currently we get the most traffic from Twitter. Um, yeah. But that being said, we have the most we have the biggest audience on Twitter also. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we put out a lot of content, and I think Twitter is a place that really a lot of businesses should be, simply because of the nature of the, the network. The yeah. fact that you can put out you can put out more content. It's not as it's not seen as spammy mm-hmm. um, like it would be on Facebook or, or you know certain other platforms. And you can really have more of a dialogue there. I feel like it's more conversational because of the nature of the platform. Mm-hmm. And um, it allows you to share more content. And therefore, if you're sharing more content that you're creating that's hosted on, on your, your site um, mm-hmm. and that's value, value-oriented, you can simply drive more traffic to your, to your site. That way, you can, you know, you can build, build trust and um, expose people to your brand and your products or your services without being salesy.
1: When you say that you have your largest um, following is on Twitter and it seems like something that is not spammy, pretty easy to put on content, what kind of resources would you need to put together just to maintain your Twitter presence? Do you need like a full-time person, social media, or do you need a higher agency to really use Twitter well?
2: Um, You definitely need time. Um, available to be able to use Twitter um, to its full potential. Mm-hmm. Now, you know it, it doesn't mean that you have to start there. I mean, people. I never want to discourage people from getting started or from thinking that it has to be perfect from day one, because mm-hmm. it doesn't. It doesn't have to be perfect or the way I do it. You know, day one. If that's not something that you can fit into your business model right now, the, the hardest step is usually the first step. So you need to, you need to get started. Mm-hmm. Um, ultimately, if you want to do it. You know, really well. You need to produ- be producing your own content first and mm-hmm. foremost, right? You need to be able to have time to engage with people, and it, it when your audience is smaller, it's easier to do on a limited in, in, with limited time um, yeah. because you're simply not, you're not going to have the hundreds of of mentions that I get, you know, a day. Um, at the beginning, it took a long time to get to that, yeah. And so you're you're not going to have to spend as much time. Um, what we do with with content that we generate from. Blogging um, on other on other uh, publishers, and as well as most importantly on our own sites, is you know we we don't we don't let that blog just live for that day or the day the next day. So we don't just share it and then it you know it never gets shared again. Um, we we look at it at a much a much longer life cycle for blogging because ultimately, unless there's a reason that the content would not be valuable to someone three, four, five, six months down the road, um, you know, we're going to continue to share that. So we schedule out our our blog posts, you know, for three to six months typically Mm -hmm. to be shared numerous times over, over the different networks that one, one, because, you know, everybody didn't see it the first time anyway. Mm -hmm. And because everybody's not sitting on social media, just waiting for stuff to come through their stream every day. Um, It may not, it may not have been contextually relevant for them at the time. Yeah. Um, but it could be later and something that they're thinking about later. And three, there you know there's the audience is growing constantly. so some many of those people have never seen it shared before. Yeah. so so and and over time, what happened, what you'll see is that if you're if you're using a scheduling tool of some kind, what you'll see is that you start to fill up your you you start to fill up your space, right? So that yeah. six months down the road, all of a sudden, there's a lot more of your own content being shared uh, automatically. Than there was, you know, when you started at the very beginning. So it's kind of it's a ramp up time for for the business.
1: Yeah. So uh, what I'm hearing is time, time, time. First, allocate lots of time on just producing the content to begin with. And then second is time to sort of drip out that content on all these different social media campaigns. And then time again, and making sure you sort of nurture and maintain that out on the social media network. It seems like a lot of people think about social media as sort of very quick, but it, it sure sounds like there's a lot of time investment up front on it.
2: I think that it does, like I said, it doesn't have to be a huge time commitment at, at the beginning because it simply won't, it, 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 just doesn't, um, it doesn't always work for a business model first and foremost. And second of all, there's not, the audience isn't there, so you're not having as much of an engagement time period. I think yeah. as you evolve as a business and as you start, to, and as you start to build the, that, that audience and, um, your content out and everything like, and all those things, mm-hmm. then, it starts to take more time. And then there's also other things that you can do from a sales funnel perspective to really make sure that you're capturing the full the biggest potential from the traffic that you're driving as well. Yeah, so there's, you know, there's a lot of other things that kind of go into it as you grow
1: up. So interesting, Brett, um, we have to break for commercial now, but more with mobile power and profit after these messages.
0: Stay tuned for more mobile power and profit after this brief profit timeout. Introducing rumble. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to namejet.com at Mach speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. at bruceclay.com. Giving you the power to increase your profits. This is Mobile Power and Profit, presented by Rumble, only on webmasterradio.fm. Once again, here's when to...
1: Welcome back to Mobile Power and Profit. I am here with Brett Rielander from Launch and Hustle. So Brett, in the last segment, we were talking about social media apps and how You use social media to your benefit, whether you're a small business or a large business. And a lot of it is talking about a lot of um, sweat equity, a lot of time to commit to developing your content and pushing it out there. But the other part of social media that's getting a lot of traction is the paid aspects of it, paying for posts on Facebook, paying for Twitter ads or Snapchat, you know, advertising on Snapchat. I think the minimum is $750,000 per campaign. Um, what's sort of your take on social media being more of an ad platform now?
2: I mean, I think it was, you know, it's, it's, it's been coming for a while. Um, you know, they need to monetize, you know, Facebook has investors or public company. They've, you know, they've got to, they've got to monetize. Um, so it's been coming. I, I think that, you know, the way that they did it isn't necessarily going to be friendly long-term to their user base. And I think that it'll end up hurting their business um, long-term um, you know they're double dipping as far as I'm concerned. When yeah. it comes to the advertising um, side of it, if I'm paying to get likes, then I have to pay again to get those people that I already paid to get to, to, to like my page, to see my actual posts. It's, I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah. But you know, and I think that long term, people will get sick of that and they will leave. And um, I think people are already doing that to a certain degree. But yeah. you know, they've got a good platform. So I mean, ultimately, it, we'll we'll kind of see what happens over time and how they how they evolve. But you're probably going to see that happening, you know, for many platforms. I mean, Twitter has an ads platform. Instagram has one. Pinterest has one. I'm sure, you know, Google Plus doesn't technically have one for just Google Plus, but um, obviously Google Ads um, is out there. You know, Twitter, I mean, I'm sorry, not Twitter, but uh, YouTube. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just the nature of, of, you know, the business and marketing. It's what people do. They advertise. They, they want to pay to get in front of a target audience, and that's never going to change.
1: So I'm sort of curious as I hear about you thinking about social media ads, they look, they have to make money, but um, they might be turning off a lot of their users. I, I just can't help but think about Google. Um, when they first started their search engine in which uh, it was really great, very clean. And then they came up with AdWords. And even to this day, Google makes their billions of dollars really from small businesses, sort of small search ads. And as I think about social media Facebook started out with small business advertising. Do you think by offering advertising, it actually levels the playing field for small businesses to advertise more?
2: Um, Yeah, I mean, to a certain degree, yeah. I think, I mean, there's many things that I've said that are kind of negative about Facebook so far. You know, their ads platform is actually pretty good. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it allows for some pretty good targeting. I mean, you can spend next to nothing to do it. Um, You know, I mean, boosting a post, the minimum is a dollar a day. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, um, it's extremely affordable. You can do pretty good targeting with it. It's just a matter of really like anything else. It's a, it's a matter of understanding the purpose of what you're doing, um, measuring it so that you can actually determine what is working and what's not. And it's, it's, marketing is a, is a big experiment, mm-hmm. and people need to understand that going in so that they're not just throwing their money down the toilet and aren't understanding the, the behavior as, that's coming out of it, so the why things are happening. If they really look at it at at what they're doing a little bit deeper and begin to understand what's happening with the with the behavior then they can actually be um turn those ads in into, into things that are probably costing them less per click or less, less less per conversion um and getting them many more clicks and conversions at the same time and it's it's certainly i mean like you said it's definitely something that is is beneficial to small businesses today. Um, to get in front of uh, their target audience and um, then be able to engage with them on social platforms.
1: I know small businesses are near and dear to your heart. You write a lot about it and you have a book coming out called Imperative that really focuses on small business. Can you tell us a little bit more of like why you wrote the book?
2: Yeah, the book published uh, late last year. It's 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 really just about mobile marketing for primarily small businesses. It's 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 trying to get small businesses to understand the benefits of of mobile marketing, why they should be considering it, um, some of the some of the really the staggering facts that are behind it, mm-hmm. as far as you know, mobile usage and and what people spend their time doing on their phones. And you know I really look at. I really look like at mobile marketing as a place where, um, you know, businesses can really, really, really level the playing field. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, my phone is within arm's reach 24 seven. I mean, it's my alarm clock, you know, it's, I use it for, t- for texts, for phone, for phone, obviously for, um, any number of things, social media, et cetera. And if if you're able to, um, communicate to people there. So you know, first and foremost, you have a mobile-friendly website. Many, many people don't still, mm-hmm. and you know that's a major you know bad user experience um, for people. I don't want to pinch and pull. I mean, if I if I get to that, I'm going somewhere else. Yeah. Um, and in in most cases, people have you know at this point about fifty percent, if not more, of their traffic is coming from mobile. So they need to have that mobile site. They need to have it optimized for. For people to find the information that they want, typically when people do a search or they're doing something on their phone, it's very action-oriented. It's not they're not browsing the internet um, in most cases on their phone. Um, they're looking for a phone number and address. You know they're wanting to place an order. They're looking to do something, um, so they need to make sure that they're optimized for that. You know they need to understand SMS so they can if they just, they can evaluate whether text message marketing is is for them. They need to you know see if a mobile app is a good thing for them. Yeah. Um, you know, having your brand sitting on someone's phone, staring them in the face every day, isn't a bad thing. Um, mm-hmm. Being able to send them free, you know, push notifications about your newest deal, or your best, your new product announcement, or your you know, you know, your newest discount is, is not a bad thing. I mean, that's yeah. that's cutting Groupon out of the equation. So you're you all of a sudden you've you've become your own Groupon with your own customers, and you get to keep all the profits instead of splitting it with them.
1: Yeah, I mean, what I love about mobile is that. You don't have to have a very big idea to see a big impact. So what you're talking about, just as a small business, if you do a simple SMS or if you do a simple offer or a simple click to call, those very capture the mobile moment is a very simple idea. But I, I find that large and small businesses have a hard time executing on that, on just you know, doing something very simple on mobile. Why do you think that's the case?
2: Um, I think it's it's just, they're just not familiar with it. Um, you know, specifically in the small business space, I mean, really in any business size, if it's not something that that is in your core expertise, then it it takes a lot of time and mind share to really kind of just, just sit down and almost have that creative time to think about how this is going to work. Mm -hmm. Um, and many people just don't have that time, um, today, right? They're too, they're too, um, stuck into the operations of the business and what they're currently doing. Um, it's something that they really need to to take some time to understand. And um, it's not always, they think, I think there's a kind of a perception out there around mobile and around apps in particular, that they're extremely expensive and, you know, they take years to develop and, you know, it's just, it's it's not something that small businesses in particular do. Mm -hmm. Um, That's really not the case today. Um, You know, we, we can put out apps in, you know, 30 to 60 days and um, full, fully functional brand that is, you know, ready to go. And it's, um, and, 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 it's inexpensive. So it's, it's a matter of, I think, just taking the time to understand it and seeing the impact. I mean, ultimately they need to think about their customers. And if, if they, if they kind of see the, the fact that, Hey, their customers are here, you know, I'm a local business. I could use geofencing for instance, or I could, I could incentivize people to to, to download my app somehow. That's, that's simple. That's easy. They get them on, get it on their phone then once they're on the there you can use geofencing so when they're within a mile of your of your of your establishment for whatever reason they automatically get a push notification a lot, alerting them of whatever announcement or promotion that you want to share with them you know you can use regular push notifications to to notify them about events mm-hmm. um, it's just a, it's just a communication tool and it, and it's and it's one that sits in the palm of your core customer's hands
1: well brett it's been a great chat so far but we have to break for another commercial break more of mobile power and profit with brett relender after these messages
0: stay tuned for more mobile power and profit after this brief profit timeout unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords what you need is authoritylabs.com
2: oh yeah my day is done time for happy hour you're already done for the day
0: Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Giving you the power to increase your profits. This is Mobile Power and Profit, presented by Rumble. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Once again, here's when to...
1: Welcome back to Mobile Power and Profit. Brett Rielander has been sharing his insights with us on mobile marketing and social media, especially relating to small businesses. Um, Brett, in the last couple of segments, we talked about how there needs to be a lot of time invested in social media to build up your audience. And then when we talked about mobile in particular, talking about how there are some quick wins that a lot of businesses can have and that people really need to reevaluate mobile and that it's no longer this very complicated very expensive aspect of their marketing strategy that it's becoming easier and easier which takes me to my next topic with you I'd love to get your insights about the term growth hacking it's a buzzword that we hear a lot about in which with Minimal effort, a lot of things can happen, and you can see a lot of growth. What exactly is it, and how do you think people can really win at growth hacking when it comes to mobile marketing?
2: Growth hacking is—I mean, it's an interesting um, concept and and skill set. It's uh, it's really different for you know every business. It's a very broad term, and in, in reality, it's almost like saying marketing. And you know, it really comes down to. It's, it's about data, it's about the customer, it's about um, really trying to understand what you're trying to accomplish and what your customers want, right? So it's, it's it's it, in, in some cases, it's, you know, it, it can be seen as almost behavior modification in, in that um, ultimately if I have a action that I'm wanting my consumer to take, you know, I need to see what's driving that behavior and why, yeah. They're doing it right. Uh, most importantly, is it's, it's not just what they're doing. I mean, analytics kind of tell you what people are doing, but you really what, what you really want to know is the why they're doing it. Yeah. Um, so that you can actually build around that. So growth hacking has to do with everything from acquisition to retention, um, et cetera, and different strategies that go along with it. Um, being able to to. Um, in essence, kind of survey, but don't when I say survey, don't think of the twenty question survey. I don't mean it that way. Mm-hmm. It, survey meaning kind of talking with your customers or having using tools like uh, Qualaroo is a, is a tool that you can use to kind of have pop ups almost um, and I don't you know a little slide up from the bottom. Questions for people while they're contextually involved in a certain aspect of your website or your your app or your service, so that you can ask them one question, right, and Mm -hmm. um, get a response when they're kind of in the moment, and it's something that anybody can take the time to do. And now you're getting feedback, you're getting able to kind of start segmenting your audience and your and your your customers or your clients, um, and really start to to then iterate within the product development or the the service base and make sure that you know you're delivering what they want and that yep. you're you're, you're beginning to just kind of again, kind of slowly improve your on what you're on what you're providing.
1: A lot about growth hacking is about data and sort of what that data can tell you. Whether it's that one question survey with your clients, Brett, could you give us an example, or have you seen an example out in the marketplace in which you felt like they really did something quite interesting as it relates to being able to growth hack their way through marketing?
2: Hmm, let me see growth hacking for marketing. I mean, there's been a lot of different um, examples of kind of what little changes that people made to really appeal to the kind of viral nature of what can be done from an acquisition standpoint. I mean, Instagram was kind of an example back in the beginning. Um, they were actually at a Bourbon, I think was their original name. And then and they were kind of around something else, ended up Seeing that everybody really all they wanted, what people really did within their original platform was that they wanted the photo sharing, right? That yeah. That's what they, what they were doing, and so they they, they rebranded and pivoted as a company mm-hmm. and turned into something that was much more um, you know wanted ultimately or needed by their by their consumer base. Yeah. Um, Dropbox, you know, gave away free storage for sh- you know referring additional users to their uh, to their platform. Mm-hmm. um it's just a matter of it's again it's kind of that that's those are kind of acquisition based yep. but it's it's um you know it's it's again understanding what's going to drive the behavior what's what is worth sharing right yep. and so for my target audience what is worth what are they going to share what are they what's worth sharing to them and how can i so that i can reward them for doing it and and i can reward that behavior so it's again it's behavior modification and Um, driving in a behavior that's beneficial and valuable to the business and also beneficial and valuable to the the target customer.
1: So really going back to basics and really figuring out from the user perspective, what is that one mobile moment that you really want to capture for them? It's it's been so interesting. So we are coming to the close of our show right now. But it has been great chatting with you, Brett, really talking about social media might seem really complex and really spread out. But it is a opportunity for small businesses to really target their audiences. And mobile marketing is actually a very powerful tool for businesses. Any last parting thoughts you have to share with our listeners?
2: I mean, really, just you know, everybody needs to, to take the time to try to go out there and, and you know get their feet wet, try something out. Don't feel like it has to be perfect out of the out of the gate. Yeah, um, just but go out there and get started. Um, do it with purpose. So understand the reasoning why you're going to do it. Make a commitment to what you're going to do and how you're going to do it, so that you have a plan in place and you know what you're gonna what your goal is and what you're trying to to accomplish. And um, you know, and, and just start slow. And yep. as, as, you, as you get going, ask questions and um, from there, you know, things will start to happen. You'll start to start to gather some some information and some knowledge and some expertise and it'll continue to, to work uh, for the benefit. But, you know, most importantly, just get started and, you know, enjoy the process.
1: So for our listeners out there, um, whether they are getting started, taking it slow or really tweaking it. Do you have any resources that you can refer to them that they could use?
2: Um, and we've, we've got some resources available on launchandhustle.com. dot com. Um, I'm actually going to uh, provide you guys a link um, where that where people can go and, and get a free download of some information that, that could be helpful to them. Um, it's kind of like a free gift to your listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, you know, there's plenty of there's plenty of different. Um, courses out there. There's plenty of different articles, whether it be on Huffington Post or on on Entrepreneur, on Social Media Today, or you know, again, launching a whole um, our blog and, and many other resources out there um, where you can learn a bunch. I mean, you know, engage with with, with influencers on social media. Um, look at the publications that matter. You know, just, just start to educate yourself, and, and you'll really kind of you'll see a lot of aha moments um, that'll really kind of put that light bulb off in your in your mind and, and give you some some things that you can really um, implement for your business to to make an impact.
1: So to our listeners out there, we'll put um, those links on our website, rumble.me backslash power and profit. So glad that you could come to our show, Brett. Thank you.
2: My pleasure. Thank you for having me.
1: And to all our listeners, remember, you can find this and more podcast episodes of Mobile Power and Profit in the iTunes stores or simply going to rumble.me backslash power and profit. Tell us what you thought of today's episode with hashtag RumbleMPP. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of Mobile Power and Profit presented by Rumble, the ultimate platform to run your mobile business.